With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly, a production of iHeartRadio. Time now for Fantasy Football Weekly from iHeartRadio, your weekly source for the nation's best fantasy football advice, speculation, and whatever stupid stuff they decide to drop into the show. Now here's your host, Paul Charchian. Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly. I am Paul Charchian. My co-host today, Brian Johnson. Hello. What's up, Charch? It's always fun to talk through the first round. We do it kind of on and off all offseason, really. And maybe it's not fair to all the other players. Maybe, you know, the second round is just as important as the first round. Maybe it's more important. Third round, maybe that's more important. But the reality is it's the first round. and It's all the star players. And who doesn't love talking about all that stuff? Everybody, Everybody loves talking about those things. So we're going to do a... Too early PPR mock draft of the first round. 12 players, the order we'd take them in. You and I basically alternated making making selections. Mm-hmm. So we don't have 12 different minds here. And so, you know, there's there's that. But we're smarter than most of the other 10 would have been anyway. And right, we're, we're representing each of the 12 teams. So, like, if the, the first three picks I make are running backs it's not like i'm gonna stop picking running backs because i'm building one team i'm just correct yes we're doing what as this yeah, team what we think would, that do owner would do as right. these players fall off the board that's right yeah. that's right all right so uh and listeners if you want to uh if you want to respond to this we care about what you think you probably will listen to this and go what you didn't take so and so or you took this guy too early or too late you can tweet at us at paul charchian on twitter and at b t x j for brian johnson we, uh, we want to know, do you buy into our mock draft? Do our picks make sense? Let's uh, begin with the first pick. We flipped a virtual coin. It was the Fantasy Football Weekly 25th anniversary coin, and I lost that pick. You have the first selection in next year's draft. What you doing at 101? Well, let's shake it up. Uh, this pick might 
draw some disagreement, but uh, I'm going Derrick Henry uh, first overall. I know it's a PPR league. It Henry is doesn't PPR. Catch a lot of passes, but the age old adage is you can't win your league with your first round pick, but you can certainly lose it. And, uh, you know, you lose it when you take guys like Christian McCaffrey or uh, Saquon Barkley f- to no fault of their own, get injured, yep. stuff like that. And then you're really swimming up, uh, swimming upstream for the remainder of the season if your first round pick uh, goes belly up like that. But Derrick Henry has not gone belly up uh, over the last three seasons. Really, the only the three full seasons he has played. He turns 27 in July, basically entering the prime of his career. Uh, starting, know, 27 the prime for a running back? It seems like 24 well, is the prime for a running considering back. Considering his first three years, not he's still got a lot of tread on his tires. Yeah. Just from 2018, 2019, 2020s, when he's really gotten the heavy volume, his carries have gone up from 215 to 303 to 378 <laughs> this yeah, past season. That was a lot. Uh, the, the, the now, col- you know what happens to, to running backs that get over the, whatever, 330 carry threshold. Yeah, I know, but uh, Henry, man, he seems like he's cut some different cloth. Yeah. Uh, the, the corresponding touchdowns have gone up each year to 12, 16, 17 this year. It's just he gets stronger as the season goes on. He's mm-hmm. proven that year in and yeah. year He's out. He's great for fantasy playoffs. And he, he doesn't catch a lot of passes, I know. But his targets have gone up year over year as well, and the catches have gone as, up with them 15 to 18 to 19. <laughs> yeah, right. Not a That's ton. A, that is not count. But it's not like he can't catch. Just the, the opportunities really haven't been there. And there's nothing scarier than – Derrick Henry with the ball in open space. I don't know why they don't try to throw him the ball more, but maybe they will. Well, the new now we offensive have, coordinator, new offensive right? Coordinator, right? Arthur Smith is gone, and I. But I gotta believe this is still going to be a Derrick Henry led offense. Absolutely, and and, it, and it's not like he's the only offense too. He's got a great pass game. Tennessee has a great pass mm-hmm. attack to balance things out. So Henry, yes, McCaffrey, Barkley have a higher ceiling probably, but. Henry's ceiling is just about the same, and I'd like his chances of hitting it more than the other guys. He's just more more trustworthy. Well, it's a very safe selection. It I it would not have been my selection at, with the first overall pick, but that's okay. It's yeah. totally defensive. I don't think it would be most people's, but that's where yeah. I'm going. Okay. With the second pick of the first round, I am taking Christian McCaffrey, um, which you know, it was a very tough call over what's going to be the next three guys that are going to go in our draft, and you'll hear about the others in a moment, mm-hmm. who I considered all of them here. He's... Um, Christian McCaffrey was the consensus first pick last year by a mile, like 99% of drafts. Christian McCaffrey was number one last year and lost, of course, as you already know, the seasoned injury. But none of those injuries last year are the type that are going to linger into this year. If they needed Christian McCaffrey to play a game right now, he'd be fine. He's fine now. So I do believe that he's. you don't have to worry about last year's injury. In fact, it's one fewer year of wear and tear on Christian McCaffrey. And whether it's Teddy or somebody else at quarterback for the Panthers, Christian McCaffrey likely remains the focus of this offense. Yeah. I mean, I you know it will be if it's Teddy. I could throw screen passes to Christian McCaffrey. Yes, you I can. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, um, not too worried there. Yep. Um, now, in, get this. In Christian McCaffrey's two and a half games that he played this year, he averaged 30 fantasy points per game, which is more than any other runner. Two and a half games? Two and a half games is yeah, all he got. It seems like he was more like – but, yeah, he just – because he – it seemed like he was coming back every week, but he right. never, oh man, brutal. So in his two and a half games, he averaged 30 fantasy points per game, most of any runner. The modestly skilled Mike Davis ended up being an every week starter for you in this same offense, and he's fractionally as talented. Carolina's offense is capable of creating fantasy production. We already know that for Christian McCaffrey, and it will do so again. 
What are you doing at pick 103? Third pick of the first round. Yeah, it's uh, like you said, these are the, the first five picks are first. Yeah, four or five picks, very tough. Uh, I should say, I don't think Derrick Henry was a, with a bullet pick at one, but no, that's where I went. I agree. It could go many ways. McCaffrey certainly a viable option, and so is uh, Dalvin Cook, who is who I would take uh, if McCaffrey and Henry had fallen off the board. Uh, it's kind of really the same concerns with McCaffrey. It's injury, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and not that you should be so concerned with him getting injured in 2021, but Cook has never played a full season, uh, tore his ACL four games into his rookie year, and his games played in the, the three years following, 11, 14, and 14, so he's yep. never played a full year. Gary Kubiak is retiring. I mm-hmm. think that dings Cook's value a little nah, bit. Oh. I, don't, I don't. Clint Kubiak's going to, it takes over, and really Zimmer will, this is the beauty of Cook, is Zimmer insists that his runners get a ton of work. Well, you have your finger on the pulse of the Vikings way way better than I do, uh, that's for sure. So, uh, I don't know. Dalvin Cook, incredibly high ceiling, just like McCaffrey could mm-hmm. easily finish RB1 fantasy player number one overall. So, I would go Cook here, shoot for the moon, and uh, hopefully he stays healthy. Vikings offensive line, as it is currently constructed in February right now, is about the worst pass-blocking yeah. line in the NFL, and they're just like a below average run block, block blocking line. So they mm-hmm. run, they need to run a lot anyway, because that's what their line allows them to do. Sure to address that in the draft yet again. One would hope, <sighs> right? I think so. At pick four of the first round, I am taking Devontae Adams. Dominated his position last year, leading all wide receivers in fantasy points. Despite missing two and a half games, he still mm-hmm. led all receivers in fantasy points. He had the second most fantasy points per game. Uh, and it was not even close. And all season long, he only had two dud games all year. And even those two dud games was like a six-catch, 60-yard game and a seven-catch, like, 50-yard yeah. game. That's not bad. I mean, you no. got six and seven catches. You know, you end up in double-digit fantasy points in a PPR leagues anyway. And if you include the playoffs, Adams scored in 14 of his 16 full games, which is crazy yeah. for a wide receiver. Or really anybody. I mean, they, they, they treat him like a goal line running back, essentially. He's like one-yard line, yeah. throw it to Adams. Throw it yep. Right. Uh, his average game this year, 11 targets, 9 catches, 98 yards, and 1.3 touchdowns. Staggering production for Devontae Adams. Now, there are reasons to think Adams could regress in 2021. Almost, that level of production is almost unsustainable mm-hmm. so just just natural regression would be number one yep number two two years ago Aaron Rodgers was quarterback 20 by fantasy points everything really fell off the table and will he remain at MVP levels at age 38 maybe not you know maybe that's not maybe it doesn't all come together for Aaron Rodgers and then lastly do the Packers bring in a good receiver, and there's a bunch of good yeah. receivers in free agency. They bring in a good receiver who's going to siphon off targets, siphon off uh, some some of the necessity that the Packers had to go to Devontae Adams, and I think that's a real threat. Yeah, I think they definitely bring in another wide receiver, and and, and Robert Tunyon too. Don't he's a he's he a threat to Adams. He wasn't like fully utilized all year, yeah. you could say. Yeah. And if they really take the let the you know take the reins off of him, then uh, that could sap. Adams' production for sure. But, Adams, but I still Adam, love the But pick. Adams could yeah. still go. You yeah. know, he could still regress by 10, 20%, and he absolutely belongs at pick four of the first round. What are you going to do with pick five? Yeah, I was uh, I was expecting to take Adams here because I thought 
you would have selected Travis Kelsey at four, but uh, and I, it was between those I'm two. Sure. It's a, it was so close. It's a virtual coin flip, but I would take Travis Kelsey here if he was still available. Mm-hmm. Would have finished as wide receiver three in 2020 on a total points and a points per game basis yeah. in PPR, 14 PPR points per game. Um, now, Darren Waller, if he didn't exist, Kelsey might be the clear cut 101 because Waller at 11 points per game right. can almost cancel out the, the Kelsey advantage. <laughs> uh, but that's about it. The next three tight ends with the most points per game that played a full season uh, after Kelsey at 14, Waller at 11, were Robert Tunyon. Mark Andrews and TJ Hawkinson, who combined to average around seven and a half points per game. Combined to well, average? Well, like, a- they averaged. It was like eight, eight together. Eight, seven, yeah, a cumulative average. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Kelsey's essentially two of those guys yes. in your tight end spot. Oh, such a the, huge the, positional advantage. The positional advantage is massive. Uh, now, could Darren Waller or a, a fully healthy George Kittle mm-hmm. finish the year as tight end one? Maybe, but it's going to be Travis Kelsey. Again. If, and I don't trust Kittle to stay healthy. Because he's no. such a violent blocker, too, and they, that's such a big part of his game. So mm-hmm. Waller's the only real threat. But, yeah, Kelsey, I, wide receiver three as your tight end. And I, then it's, a, the, it's a, such a huge advantage. Yeah. I have no problem with people going Kelsey at the, with the first pick, as you mentioned yeah. earlier. And I may end up swaying myself to, to, to do that uh, over the course of the offseason. Uh, right now, I, I agree with I agree with your, where you've got him at five. If you're doing multiple drafts, I think you, this is the year you have to diversify not only among players, but positions, running back, wide receiver. Yeah, You can take Devontae Adams first overall this year. That's certainly a viable no strategy. Yep. At pick six of the first round, I've got Tyreek Hill. Uh, I don't think I need to defend selecting Patrick Mahomes' go-to wide receiver in any way here. Nope. Uh, in fantasy points per game, he his rank since Patrick Mahomes, wide receiver two, wide receiver 11, and wide receiver five. He's been great, obviously. And you know what? Just intangibly... I love having guys on my fantasy team who can score on every single play in which the ball is in their hands. You know, like Barry Sanders in his prime. And you could, they're just, uh, there are only a couple of guys like that in the NFL. And Tyreek Hill, every single play is a potential touchdown no matter where they are in the field. And those guys are just fun to have. When we come back, we'll go through pick seven and beyond in our all too early PPR mock draft. Please stay tuned. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Welcome back. Fantasy Football Weekly. Paul Charging and Brian Johnson with you. Going through the uh, what we believe is a, an appropriate first round PPR mock draft. Especially for February. For February. For what? Yeah. For, it's, it's way too early, but February. Um, already taken. Derrick Henry, then Christian McCaffrey, then Dalvin Cook. So running back, running back, running back. Then we've gone off running back. Devontae Adams, Travis Kelsey, and Tyree Kill. Let's uh, go to pick seven of the first round, Brian. Now, when we were doing this draft together, we were it was going swimmingly for six picks. And I think we can agree those are the, the six in whatever order you prefer. Then, it kind of th- is. Then once we hit yeah. seven, then I was like, okay, I need a few minutes to think about this. I'll let you know when you're back on the clock. <laughs> right. And uh, it, it's a tough choice uh, with these six guys off the board. Um, and this is the first one of your picks that I don't agree with. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know if I agree with this. <laughs> to be honest with <laughs> you, right. the more I looked into it. But I, uh, I said I shot for the moon uh, with... Dalvin Cook with the third pick, but you're really shooting for the moon with uh, Saquon Barkley, the seventh overall pick in your 2021 draft. Let's start with some good. Uh, Barkley should be full go by the time training yeah, camp starts. Probably even sure. mini camp. Yep. He blew out the ACL in week one. Plenty of time to recover. Yes. Very young. And uh, his talent is undeniable. Passes the eye test. The, the metrics are all there. Um, since the start of 2018, here are the most rushing touchdowns of 20-plus yards. Derrick Henry has seven Saquon Barkley and Nick Chubb both have seven. <clears throat> Excuse and Barkley's me. missed two seasons. Yeah. Barkley's played 31 games. Chubb has played 44, and Henry's played 47. Yeah. So Barkley, arguably the most talented running back in all of the NFL. The problem is, is he's on the Giants. And that's where the, <laughs> where the bad comes in, uh, especially the rest of the team. The O-line ended the season ranked second to last by pro football focus. New York drafted Andrew Thomas fourth overall last year. Mm. The first tackle selected in the draft. Yeah. Thomas allowed 57 pressure pressures a oh. tackle, 14 more than any other player at the position. Oh, jeez. He was the only player <laughs> at left tackle to be charged with 10 sacks allowed as well. Wow. So, Man. and, you know, Daniel Jones, verdict still out on him. And I don't, might be the best thing you can say. So, Although, I'll mention this. I, there, I saw a bunch of metrics at the end of the year that showed that Daniel Jones 
played the hardest schedule against the pass of any quarterback by a mile. And I think that's I think there's some truth to that. Uh, so there is some opportunity for him to get better there. Yes. And so and back to the line, Giants sure to address it in the draft again, yeah. one would hope. And they, they, they'll they get Nate Solder back, the right tackle. That'll he opted help. out because of COVID concerns. Right. I think his wife has had cancer or something like that. So he didn't play. So that should help. But uh, yeah, again, you're kind of fearing re-injury, even though you necessarily shouldn't. It's not that Barkley is injury prone or has a history of injury, but you're worried about the ACL. But if he stays healthy all year, he should live up to the seventh pick, if not yeah. higher. So we'll just cross well, our fingers. Hope yeah. he stays healthy. You know, he was picked two on average last year and because he's an extraordinary talent. And you just hope that these the the ACL doesn't sap some of that from him. And but nowadays, you know, look at Dalvin Cook, came off the ACL and looked as good as he ever did. Mm-hmm. So it just it just doesn't mean as much as it used to. Um I think you can get Barkley later than that. But not a lot later. I think I think he's going to be going end of first round more often than not. Yeah. Now a player that I'm going to take with pick eight is somebody who I think some of you would have taken as early as pick two. Alvin Kamara. His average draft position is pick three right now in the in the early ADPs. And it was a it was a Kamara Barkley coin flip. So right? why did you pass on Kamara? <sighs> Four times. I just still don't view him as a true running back. I don't know. You know what I mean? He just that's not like the t- no. I don't know. What Eighteen you mean. to twenty carry guy. He's never going to see that kind of volume of carries. I mean, he has mm-hmm. periodically, but you know, and losing Breeze hurts. I don't like that offense. I don't like him as much. If Taysom Hill is a quarterback, that's for damn sure. So well, I'm mitigating that risk. Yeah, unless unless yeah. you're going to prove me wrong here. Well, well, let's, let's talk it through. Uh, he scored, Alvin Kamara scored the most fantasy points of any running back, but it's harder to evaluate his 2020 season because the six touchdown explosion against Minnesota skews all of his stats. Just a little bit. You know, if we remove the Minnesota game altogether, just wipe that off the books as though it never even happened, he's still RB3, though, behind only Cook and Henry for Alvin Kamara. So, you know, as you, even without those six touchdowns, he was still awfully good. He only had 900 rushing yards, and he only hit 100 rushing yards one time, that Viking game. But he chipped in 750 receiving yards. That puts him at almost 1,700 total yards, which is fantastic. He caught 83 passes after catching 81, 81, and 82 passes the previous three years. So you can bank on him hitting between 81 and 83 receptions (laughs) every year, and that is PPR gold. We love that. Now, as you mentioned, the offense loses Drew Brees, and his games under Taysom Hill were the worst of his season. Hill started four games. Kamara's PPR points per game dropped in half. Half. Three of Kamara's four worst games the entire year, including the playoffs, were under Taysom Hill. In Hill starts, I told you, I mentioned before, Kamara finished the season as RB1. In Hill starts... He was RB20 in fantasy points per game, Alvin Kamara. And that's your worry. I remember before Breeze went down, Kamara was on pace to break McCaffrey's reception record for running backs set just last year. But, yeah, that all went out the window. <laughs> it did. Came. It did. There was a game he wasn't even targeted, I recall. Yeah, there was. Is... We're like, why would you ever do that? So you got to uh, call the police when that know, happens. Kamara drops to eight. That explains why he drops to eight is that's the concern. But the upside is RB1. Yep. High scoring back in the league last year, and he's and I got him at pick eight. You're up on uh, for pick number nine. Who are you selecting? It didn't seem like you would have RB one potential. Uh, 
watching his first eight games in the league, mm-hmm. but uh, Jonathan Taylor came on strong. Yeah, from week eleven through the wild card game, uh, I'll include that uh, seven games he averaged twenty carries, one hundred seventeen yards, and more than one rushing touchdown per game. Caught around two balls, fifteen yards. We know that's more of Naheem Hines is a bit, but uh, Taylor just <laughs> gangbusters in the second half of the year, and he looks. Just great going into 2021, as do the Colts uh, in terms of their offensive line, at least. Mm-hmm. Ranked seventh last year by Pro Football Focus. They'll all be in place going into 2021. Yes, Indy needs a quarterback, but I'm not too worried about that from Taylor's perspective. And I should have mentioned this for Derrick Henry uh, at the first overall pick because this is a, a major boon for he and Jonathan Taylor. Two games against the Texans and Jaguars next yeah, year. Right, that helps. That's a quarter of your season <laughs> right. where there's like guaranteed 200 scrimmage yards and yeah. a touchdown at least. So, yeah, Taylor looked like he was a borderline bust the first half of the year in 2020, but uh, that changed drastically in the second half. And uh, I think he, he's got bell cow written all over him going into 2021. Well, I see. I don't think anybody bell cows in that offense. I don't, I don't think Frank Reich is built that way, and he's proven it in in Philadelphia. He was he's in the late in the year, though. Twenty seven. He was getting over twenty carries. Twenty seven carries. You have to get thirty carries in a game. He, I don't know. I, I. That's the part that worries me about Taylor. It's just is that what's the usage going to be like, and is he going to have these games where he just disappears? Still seventy percent of the he seventy percent of the carries in the bag for. I hope you're right for Taylor. Pick 10. I struggled with this selection and ultimately decided on DK Metcalf, who was the fourth highest scoring receiver from weeks one through 12. And then the wheels came off for that whole Seattle offense. And he fell to wide receiver 37 after that, including being outscored by guys like Isaiah McKenzie and Darnell Mooney. Are you serious? Yikes. Those guys more better than DK Metcalf. But really, it wasn't just him. The whole Seattle offense came to a halt in December. This is an offense that generated 17 points, 3 points, 15 points, 9 points, and then 23 points in the playoff game. That's it. Ugh. So it was bad. Uh, but also, he faced some really good cornerbacks during that stretch Jalen Ramsey James Bradbury Richard Sherman Kendall Fuller those are good good cornerbacks and he just went up it was just a gauntlet every week we're doing fantasy football weekly Brian Mm -hmm. we're like well it's a brutal matchup but it's DK Metcalf so you kind of have to start him when it turned out you probably shouldn't have started him when I I think he should continue to be great, and he should continue to improve, and he should be much more like the guy we saw in the first 12 weeks. This is just his third year. He's got room to get better. Russell Wilson urging for an improved offensive line, and I think he's going to get it. Seattle's schedule looks far easier this year, including some bottom-dwelling secondaries in non-divisional games like the Vikings, the Texans, the Jaguars, and the Titans. Those, those are That's four of the worst secondaries in football last year. These big-bodied end zone targets like DK Metcalf are more predictable fantasy producers than the little guys who have to score from distance. And I like that about him, too. And they just got to let Russ cook, right? It's that simple. Let Russ cook. According to him. Uh, Your new offensive coordinator for Seattle is Shane Waldron, who was the passing game coordinator for the Rams. So you'd think he would emphasize the pass with the Seahawks. So I roll all that together. I love DK Metcalf. He's the kind of guy you want on your team. He's got three touchdown upside in any game. Most any other wide receiver outside of Devontae Adams does not. 
Let's go to pick 11 of the first round. Brian, who you got? I, I certainly contemplated a wide receiver here as the representative for Team 11, but uh, there, there will be some elite options after the turn. Uh, I could take in the second round from mm-hmm. this spot. So I went with Nick Chubb, who's kind of like the last of that. There's really like a 1A and a 1B tier at running back. I kind of view him as the last guy on that list. Yeah. Um, only played 12 games in 2020. Uh, finished ninth among running backs in total points, so very impressive. Was yeah. sixth in points per game. The Browns uh, finished with the number one ranked offensive line by Pro Football Focus, so they'll be rock solid going into 2021. Yes, Kareem Hunt is kind of a thorn in your side. Didn't but slow him down much last didn't year. Didn't slow him down much last year. And we, we may not see the 298 carries Chubb got in 2019 because that's because Hunt was suspended the first four right, weeks, right. I believe. Eight weeks. First half of the yeah, season. Yeah, eight weeks. You're right. Uh, but if, he, if, if Chubb can get to that 250 range, he only had 190 in 2020. Again, he only played 12 games. But 250 mm-hmm. is attainable. Based on his career numbers, uh, we're looking at 1,300-plus yards and 10-plus touchdowns. And that's just running. That's just rushing. And yeah. uh, he doesn't do a, a lot through the air, but his his receiving numbers actually didn't take a hit. They kind of stayed stagnant's not a great word, but they yeah. they plateaued where Hunt's fell off entirely. So it's not like Hunt is stealing all the receiving work either. So Nick Chubb, and you know, if something happens to Hunt and then they just got to ride Chubb entirely, that's RB one potential right there. He's proven that on a per touch basis. And Cleveland loves to run. Yeah, that's a that's the big part of it. I was just going to mention if you didn't, Kevin Stefanski, who grew up in the Zimmer mindset, man, he loves to run the ball. And they I got believe... a good defense. It was not healthy. The whole unit was like not healthy no, all never, at once all year. So never. if they can stay healthy, yeah. it's going to be a, a clock control, ground control kind yep. of season for Cleveland. That is the goal for the Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am convinced that that's true. Final pick of the of the first round of our mock first round is. Stefan Diggs. That would be the wide receiver I would have taken. If there was another yes. receiver to go here, that yes. was it, I think. Definitely. At, at the end of this, I'm going to touch on a few guys we didn't take in the first mm-hmm. round, and there are some receivers in this conversation, but uh, he finished his wide receiver three this year. The best thing about Diggs was his consistency. Only two dud games all year, including the playoffs. He topped 100 yards nine times. Wait a minute. How many? How many? Nine times. Yes. Nine, nine times. times. Nine times. Um. He had at least six six catches in 18 of 19 games. Wow. Six catches in 18 of 19 games. He scored in eight different games, Diggs did. Josh Allen looks like he's only going to get better as a passer. I I mean, you can't say that he's a lock to repeat last year's crazy production because he's only done it the one year. Um, But there's no reason to think that Allen's going to suddenly regress dramatically. It it would just be injury to one or the other or both. Something like that. Um, I like guys on my team, who are the go-to player on their offense, that's Diggs. This team has no interest in running the ball. Nope. The whole that often the go-to player is Stefan Diggs for a very good offense for Buffalo. He is my last first selection as the last pick in the first round. I like it. Um listeners, what would you do differently? You can at Paul Charging at BTXJ, let us know. A uh, couple of players that I want to touch on a couple of players that that fell outside of the first round. Mm-hmm. I never took uh, Aaron Jones because I don't know where he's going to land, yeah. and I don't think he's going to be a Packer, and I don't know what the situation is going to be. How about you? Yeah, as of right now, you cannot take Jones in the first round. But where where would he have to end up where you would consider a realistic landing spot? Say Pittsburgh. Yeah. Goes to Pittsburgh. And then I'm they, interested. Yeah, I'm interested you know, in round yeah, one yeah. for sure. You know, they New lo- England? They lost Pouncey, Not so but... much New England. No, no, that would Definitely be bad. Definitely not New England. That would uh, be bad. 
Um, yeah, there there are places he could go where I'd be uh, I'd be very interested in in him, depending on offensive line and will he be a workhorse? Mm-hmm. You know, he's been a great, be a he was a great fantasy producer despite the fact that he was getting sniped by his own team all the time. Yeah, if he's he goes player. to I don't know Miami, you know, and they don't go with Miles Gaskin, you know, there could be places for Aaron Jones where he's going to get. 20 plus touches every week. Atlanta might be a spot. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. yeah I like yep. I like that better. Uh DeAndre Hopkins did not get picked. No. The ex the the average draft position among people that are drafting now for DeAndre Hopkins is middle of the first round. I didn't even consider him here, to be honest. No, he, he if if he had to replace one of the receivers we took in round one, he'd mm-hmm. be the, the first guy up, I would think. And I probably. think I think Rid- Ridley's probably the one Ridley, other guy. I'd rather have Ridley. Mix, so, rather Ridley. But yeah, I, I, I can live with Hopkins outside of round one. I wouldn't take him there. I just think Hopkins did not flash the way I wanted him to with the with big, big games and even consistent games. He had a, he had a lot of just sort of middling games that worked in there, and obviously he's a really good receiver. I just think this offense didn't cater to him like Houston's did, and he doesn't have Deshaun Watson, who's awesome. And the ascension of Dan Arnold, clearly a concern mm-hmm. for me. That That's a huge concern <laughs> for you. Touchdown, well, Dan Arnold's going to well, eat up double-digit touchdowns next right. year, so that's God, the problem. I cannot wait. Um, we didn't take Zeke. Yeah, we we kind of touched, touched on that on, last week. Right? Last week we talked about Zeke and and our concerns for Zeke. You and I don't, but his Zeke's average draft position is the middle of the first round. Crazy. That's I don't know who's doing that. I'm not taking Zeke in the se- no matter where I picked in the first round. I'm not taking the, Zeke in the second I, round. I, to me, he's, he's about on my he's, he's on like my kill around list. Four, yeah, yeah, he's like a round four guy for me. Totally agree. How about this name, Austin Eckler? Mm-hmm. We talked about him a couple weeks ago. I like Austin Eckler and. You know, I, I thought he was sitting on a very good year this year. Obviously, I did not expect him to blow out his hamstring for 10 weeks. Um, but The can- worst, sorry, the worst rated offensive line by Pro Football, pro football Focus, too, the L.A. Uh, Chargers. It's so, always yeah. terrible. When so are they going to get that straight? Any kind of improvement yes, would be a boon for Eckler. It would be huge for Eckler. And, uh, you know, I love the fact that they've got the quarterback of the future there, and they're going to have, teams' defenses are going to have to respect the passing game. Mm-hmm. So I think Eckler could be sitting on a really nice bounce-back season. Um, we obviously didn't pick any rookies in the first round. I think Najee Harris is the one guy, yeah, who depending could, on where, where he landing lands. spot. Yeah. If he looks like he's the guy and the only guy around. So, mm-hmm. but, but there, you know, CEH was a rookie picked last year. Barkley went in the first round, I'm pretty sure, a couple of years ago as yep. a rookie. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It could we, happen. You might see Harris. It could happen. But I think he's the only one. Clyde Edwards Alaire um, ended up, you know, once Damian Williams opted out, Clyde Edwards Alaire went in the first round with yeah. most drafts. Mm hmm. He's going to be a fascinating guy, and I'm I'm thinking about trying to pry him out of, in my Dynasty and Empire Leagues, pry him out of the owner, because that is a frustrated owner who just saw him have a bad season in which he did very little, including the playoffs. Yep. This is, if you're ever going to buy on CEH, this is it. And a lot of of running backs get way better in year two. Well, there is probably, if you could go back, especially in the Superflex Leagues where CEH was the number one pick, there's like five, six guys you take over him in a heartbeat. Yeah, for sure. Jefferson, Jonathan Taylor, Justin Herbert. Oh, yeah. yeah. Based but on Burrow what we saw so far. Yeah. So, you know, Even Joe Burrow. Have you in know. an ideal world, I could move Zeke for Clyde Edwards. <laughs> that's the that's the trade I want. Good luck with right that. Right there. I don't think anybody would fall for that. You're going to have to pad that, pad that a little bit. Business. Um, thank you for listening. We encourage you to subscribe to the show, rate and review the show. Um, we are great, especially grateful for those of you that listen in the off season and make it all the way to the end of a 32 minute podcast. Thank you very much. We'll talk to you next week, everybody. Bye-bye.
Fantasy Football Weekly is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.